2: A few days before the 20th anniversary of the Columbine shooting, a teenage girl sent the country into a panic.
0: This is the woman that every law enforcement officer in Colorado is looking for, 18-year-old Sol Pais. The FBI says Pais is infatuated with Columbine. They're warning the public that she is armed and extremely dangerous. Nearly a half
3: million students are out of school today affected by this apparent threat.
2: Pais had flown to Denver without telling anyone. When her parents reported her missing, the authorities found out about her obsession with Columbine. Then they learned she had bought a shotgun. More than 20 law enforcement agencies scrambled to find her, trying desperately to prevent the next Columbine.
1: Jefferson County 911. Yes,
4: I am a teacher at Columbine High School. There is a student
2: here with a gun. The Columbine Massacre is one of the most influential events in modern American history. The shooters Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold wanted infamy, and they got it.
1: Hey, what are you guys
4: doing? Yeah, they'll come back.
2: Columbine left an enduring mark on popular culture.
4: This ain't no V Tech shit, Columbine. I-
2: Any teenager on YouTube can spend hours watching music videos for songs inspired by the massacre.
0: I look like Bret Heart mixed with Dylan Klebold, and we the propane on my car.
2: Some have hundreds of millions of views. One step deeper into the web, you'll find a world of teenage obsessives who openly glamorize Harris and Klebold. They are, in a word, fans. This is the world that Sol Pais inhabited. And it's one where she found friends.
1: These girls, they look like they're spending a lot of time on these edits. They do all these transitions.
2: Anna, who asked us not to use her last name, was born nearly a year after Columbine. At 17, she stumbled on a documentary on YouTube that dramatized the shooting. Sol Pais had seen the same video, and they soon found each other in a loose network that called itself the True Crime Community, or TCC. Oh, this is, this is the yeah. TCC account? Okay. Yeah.
1: I'll play this one. It's just like an edit of, like, clips and... I really like the aesthetic of that video. Like, just it looked like a VHS tape. That's why I posted it.
2: You've said that you didn't condone what they did, but, like, seeing that video, it looks like they're being glamorized.
1: Like, I don't see why anyone would want to do that now, but, like, back then I just, like, was like, it looks cool or something, you know? Like, that's the whole point of the account. Like,
2: I'm I'm not going to lie. Like, it's I've been reading about this and I knew about this but just for some reason actually seeing your profile and actually seeing it is like like I'm actually sort of disturbed by it in a way that I didn't if you're disturbed
1: by mine I would say buckle up
2: after they met online Sol and Anna became real world friends she
1: was really funny she had a dark humor (laughs) and I really liked her style it was really unique and um she was really kind. Oh my gosh. Fucking <laughs> queen. Saddle.
3: Let me film you.
1: We bonded over a lot of things, but like one of the main things was everything just
2: about Columbine. Tell me about how you got into that world.
1: I was at like a really, I guess you could say emo time in my life, I guess I was like 17. I kind of liked the way that they dressed, which is kind of like weird, but I think that they had like a pretty cool like style. That's what, like, Soul tried to, like, replicate their style a little bit. But another part that really drew me to it was, like, since I was dealing with depression at the time, Dylan's writing was, like, just really interesting to me. It was, like, beautiful and depressing at the same time. I just really was sad for, like, how he became, because he was, like, I think he was, like, really cute. But, like, what he did, like, is just so... I never really like excused it. I tried to focus on like the good things about him.
2: Harris and Klebold wrote the script for the modern era of school shootings. Many shooters since have cited them as an
3: inspiration. Amazing, just amazing. The Cow's Gusty Renegade in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy. This is program one of two. We'll be back later today. Our normal broadcast time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, like it always is, neutralizing workplace racism. But we are here doing extra work. Attempted counter-racist effort. Invest if you think the cows is constructive. Hit the blog, racism-notes.blogspot.com. Dot com, PayPal button, top right corner. Enormous thanks to all the folks who have invested, kept us on the air. You can hit the Cash App and Venmo as well. The broadcast for today, phew, man, reading more important than watching television. We are currently in our Catherine Matthew Book Club reading about the Columbine Massacre. Myself, many of our Listeners, Even most of us were alive when that took place, but weren't paying attention to it. Certainly weren't trying to be uh, scholarly about it. I had no idea the amount of fandom around the Columbine case that they have their own terms. Columbiners, like if you'd asked me what that term meant or even told me about it, I would have been clueless before we started our book study. Weiss did a segment on Columbiners. You heard uh, a portion of it at the very beginning. Oh my gosh. For any of the folks who have been with us in the book study, just listening to that, are you serious? Admire these cowards at Columbine. And I mean, really, I just keep saying it doesn't get any more cowardly than we're going to plan for a year with military-grade weapons to go into a library and shoot unarmed 14 and 15-year-olds? You are the essence of a coward. And really, all the people to sit around and worship this, I think you're cowardly too. Anywho, these cowards admired The good parts about Dylan Klebold, particularly what we read yesterday, so the good parts about Dylan Klebold, who in the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office records is classified as very racist, known for making racial comments, cursing at his teacher, throwing projectiles in the classroom, a felony arrest For breaking into a vehicle suspended from school for hacking into the computer getting combination codes to student lockers and scrawling homophobic slurs on their locker bullying white females in his gym class calling them bitches that's the guy that you're talking about his good qualities hmm I am amazed to see how widespread this is for these guys. Oh, it is stunning. Then, oh my goodness, this fandom just for serial killers in general. In fact, these cowards were fanboys of Jeffrey Dahmer and Charles Manson. We'll get a definition for fanboy and fangirl from our guest, but They were fanboys of Jeffrey Dahmer. That should be front and center too. Like, really? Hmm. Hmm. What is with all of this appeal? Think about this process. All of this. We saw that even last year, some of the scholarship that we'll be talking about was published before the enormous Netflix Dahmer hit from last year, but just put that in context. Just had all that hoo-ha about the Dahmer hit. I think they said a hundred million viewing hours the first week. And he's chomping on and killing black people, and then the inspiration for the original fanboys, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold out in Colorado, they love Jeffrey Dahmer. Ooh, and Charles Manson. Ooh. <sighs> Discreet Jeffrey Dahmer, coward too, out killing children. Coward! Anyway, I guess for today's broadcast, I start seriously researching what is up with all of this fandom and the columboners. What is going on with all this hybristophilia? I didn't know that word either. What is all of this? I start searching. I guess for today's broadcast, the first report that I found. Being a fangirl of a serial killer is not okay. Gatekeeping, Reddit's true crime community. That was number one, and then that led, obviously, number two, reading serial killer fan fiction. What's fanish about it? Very interesting material, I think, that goes a very long way to helping us Uh, understand a tad bit of what's going on with all these folks who just love and celebrate the cowards of Columbine. Uh, In addition, she also wrote the book Emo, How Fans Defined a Subculture. She's also got a book that is I guess, soon to be published, we'll say it that way, uh, that also deals with this very same subject matter, serial killers. We might have to check back in once that is released. We are so happy to have her on the program. She's on the other side of the world, thus we are on way earlier than we normally would be. Joining us live, our guest, Dr. Judith May Fatala. Dr. Fatala, are you with us?
5: Hello. Um, my screen is frozen, but I can still hear you, so we're Okay. <laughs>
3: Awesome. Well, we can hear you, Crystal, so glad to have you with us. And I guess for you, it's a little after 8 p.m. your time, is that correct?
5: It is just after 8 o'clock in the evening. Awesome.
3: Thank you for sharing a bit of your summer evening with us. Uh, I guess just for we can be nosy, what part of the world are you in exactly?
5: I am in a little village called Roos, which is just outside Cardiff, the capital of Wales.
3: I have never been there. If I ever get, I will stop by to say hi. <laughs> uh, I saw pictures on your faculty page. Uh, in fact, I'll get that after my question, but I saw pictures on your faculty page and I was confused. Are you classified as a white person or a non-white person?
5: Nope. I am mixed race. I am half Arab and my family is of Iraqi descent. Wow. That is
3: so interesting. Wow. Okay. Okay. Do you, when you are out and about, do people ask you like, what, what are you, Dr.
5: Fatala? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I understand that I very much fall into that somewhat ambiguous category where people don't, people realize that I'm not white, but they can't make a kind of Visual determination
3: on me easily. Wow, uh, that was me. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, you said that they, they realize that you are not white, but there's still some confusion. What, what exactly lets you know that they realize you are not
5: white? Um, I, well, being searched it every flight I've ever taken I would say I'm being asked what are you quite a lot um and my surname has the word Allah in it um which a few people pick up on and then that tips them off um that it's an Arabic name um but it very much I think it depends on who I'm with as well because if I stand next to a white person it's more obvious that I'm
3: uh-oh uh-oh dr fatala can you hear us yeah oh, got okay. you. dropped out for a second you said if you stand next to a white person it's more obvious that you're not white was that it or
5: yeah that um and i think as well probably my hair tips quite a lot of people off as well but um yeah i've, I've been in a fairly kind of ambiguous category my whole life and i've just sort of made my like peace with that i have no problem explaining like i'm mixed race i'm half arab but my mother is from the uk and um yeah not there's a great diversity in how arabs look
3: fascinating wow <laughs> it's so amazing were you born in wales you grew up there yeah
5: i was born um just uh in in the city of cardiff um and i was brought up here and i moved to england for a few years and then i came back
3: fascinating
5: okay okay
3: uh, that's still the united kingdom unless i'm misinformed is my geography bad that's still united kingdom no it's it's all the united kingdom okay okay passing of the queen uh now we've got king charles did you participate coronation any of that or nah
5: no um <laughs> i um that pretty far from a royalist i don 't think a royal family should be a thing that exists um i don 't have any personal animosity towards charles, but um i don 't think that there should be there should be a monarchy mm. Empire of white supremacy racism mm. pretty much
3: all righty uh, got all that boom boom boom, get some of the other as we uh proceed what is the what's the new book that way we'll get our teaser
5: so the new book's called killer fandom fan studies and the celebrity serial killer and it what it does is because fan studies is quite a, like developed and advanced field now and it's only in the past sort of couple of years that people have started to take pay attention to what we might call dark fandoms. So fandoms around around serial killers, around school shooters, as you met, as you mentioned. Um and I feel like for a long time we sort of averted our eyes from from these these interest groups because it's uncomfortable. And because, you know, for a long time fan studies worked really hard to, to redeem fan creativity and and fans themselves as like a worthy object of study. And I think we've kind of gotten to the point where we're we're past that. We're past just the category of fan being pathologized. And it's, you know, we don't really have any excuse anymore for not saying like, look, these other these fandoms exist that, you know, are more are more confronting and are more um perhaps awkward for us to to account for and, and to start talking about so there's been like a handful of people who've like made similar opening statements like that there's me there's there's and Jones who has done some work on Columbine fandom specifically and a guy called Jack Jack Denham who's done some really fascinating work on the collection of what's called murderabilia so like the a collection of artifacts associated with with serial killers and and other criminals and which is a big business
3: tell me about it uh, again i was very ignorant about all of this until you know actually i was ignorant to a degree we did read the book by kevin dutton the wisdom of psychopaths are you familiar with that book Dr.
5: Fatala? Nope, I don't oh. think I am.
3: Okay. He talks about some of the, I think the Serial Killer Museum, which I didn't know existed, and some other. Board. Oh, there
5: are loads. Yeah, there are loads of museums. But see, this is where, okay. This is where I kind of bring in my, my thinking on this. The way I see it, all this kinds of activity falls along a spectrum, right? And museums fall along a spectrum as well and it's very as you mentioned the i'll come back to this in a second the netflix jeffrey Dahmer show is one of netflix's biggest hits of the year one of its biggest viewing viewing um figures and these fans as we call them are not the ones that made serial killers and school shooters into celebrities. We did that as a culture. We did that. And the mainstream media did that. And at what point does this, at what point does it become fandom? There isn't a neat line you can draw. And I think that once we start looking at this, we start, being confronted with questions about the mainstream media of tre- of serial killers, the mainstream media t- treatment of, of school shooters and our own implication in that and our own implication in the media we, we consume. And the same applies to museums. There are museums that um, are specifically devoted to to true crime and to housing the, you know, murderabilia relics. But find me a museum in Britain that doesn't house relics of violence, particularly colonial violence. At what point does it become a fandom that we can kind of put in a box and say like, those people are over there and that's nothing to do with us. I don't believe there's a neat line we can draw.
3: Very important point, Dr. Fatala. Um, Really important point. Just I want to paraphrase. Let me, I'll restate it in my own words uh, since I don't have all of your academic pedigree, but I'll restate and you let me know if this, I'm accurately uh, restating what you said in my own words, uh, that Mm -hmm. it's difficult uh, to put parameters around all of this. Oh man, you Columbiners, you folks over here buying Jeffrey Dahmer memorabilia dylan roof memorabilia you you know sick fans when it's we created a culture and put that we in quotes we'll get back to that but we created a culture the media universities beyond have created a culture where jeffrey dahmer charles manson the cowards at columbine they are heroes, they are celebrities. That's even a word in your scholarship that that is way beyond just these, this subculture, if you wanna use that term, way beyond these folks over here, who, ooh, I wanna go to the Jeffrey Dahmer Museum or what have you. Am I restating what you said or am I off base?
5: No, yeah, you've got it. And I mean, particularly the idea of of celebrity, because I think now in, in 2023, celebrity doesn't mean famous for doing something good it just means famous it just means famous for being famous i mean people talk about oh you know useless celebrities like the kardashians or whatever why are they famous they haven't done anything the point is they're famous they're celebrities because they're famous they're not famous for doing something good and um there's also one more so yeah i definitely see it as a spectrum in which the media industry is implicated, we the consumer are in, in, implicated, fan is implicated, and um, this really dates back to the invention of Jack the Ripper, who was the first celebrity serial killer and was almost entirely a media invention, almost entirely an invention of the like the new the new journalism and the the new the spread of literacy and the new the penny press and the appetite for tabloid journalism and sensation horror because the the police knew who did the crime right who did the killings at at Whitechapel is there's this polish guy called aaron kaminsky who was identified by a witness who refused to testify in court and all this is like a matter of of police record right it was almost certainly this this insane guy who was in an institution and the witness wouldn't testify but the media invented jack the ripper and the public collaborated enthusiastically via letter writing via claiming to be the murderer via role playing as the murderer um and you can really see that as like this pivot, this kind of pivotal moment in terms of the invention of the celebrity serial killer. And then when we go into the 20th century, there are certain like touchstones around say the massively mediatized trial of Ted Bundy, which was an absolute circus that, you know, Bundy was allowed to, to operate and run that trial like a circus. Um, and different kind of, factors are around that but there was just one more point i wanted to, to make which was you say that you know people admire these cowards at columbine and i've just as a disclaimer i haven't looked at columbine specifically that closely or school shootings that closely but i wonder how far it is actually the historical individual dylan klebold or Eric harris that they're admiring and how far it is an invention of their own imagination and their own subculture because most of these people were not born when columbine happened you know that is true
3: uh dr fatala um excellent point many of even many of these folks who've carried out shootings since they we pointed that out they weren't even born when this happened
5: however
3: hmm. it still seem, they make they use the term pilgrimage some of these for so even we heard one so pai she made a pilgrimage to colorado and uh picking up even the the lies that they were bullied and whatever the yeah, case that's may not be yeah
5: again cuz we know that's probably not historically true they were not bullied and i wonder if you know, what these people are admiring is a fiction of their own, of their own making, of their own subculture, and probably, you know, has not much to do with the real person, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebelt, who, as I say, I don't actually know that much about, but I understand that it isn't true that they were, they were bullied outcasts. That is something that was, Sort of circulated later. I hadn't heard the term pilgrimage in relation to Columbine specifically, but it doesn't surprise me. Um, fans often talk about pilgrimages to sites of importance to them in in all kinds of fandom, so it's not surprising that that's kind of crossed over.
3: It's it's particularly important with the Columbine cowards because. People do use the terms worship and even the terms gods when talking about these two, and that's how they refer to the, themselves in their journals. It was very much this talk of Nietzsche and we are superior. In fact, that's why we are doing this. We are superior mm. beings. We are gods. You all are beneath us, and that's why you should die, all of you. The whole school trying to kill you know six hundred people. You're all beneath us, and if we could kill uh, the entire city of Denver, we'd do that because the whole city is beneath you, and we are God. He wore the shirt "Natural Selection." Uh, yeah. The so I mean, it's and I think even if they do lie, mythologize. Uh, this part of the theme, them being picked on, I very much think it is still connected to that as a way to justify the violence of which they, what they did, which so many people, it does seem to some way get to that with all of these folks. And I guess the other important point that I wanted to get to, you talk about the gender component of this, and we'll get to that in some of your reports specifically, but and you even touched on it before, all of these serial killer museums and murderabilia museums and things contrast that to let's talk about slavery, racism, mm. or even let's talk about the windrush generation <laughs> yeah you just that con- the whiteness of all and I mean in every aspect because I've said that about eight billion times these cowards in Colorado, if two Black boys, had gone and done this. Who had a felony arrest record, had been suspended from school. The police already had found. But a... did you know
5: that, Doctor fatala That before, yeah, they this... had. Um, they had several kind of arrests for possession of weapons or something. Bombs,
3: bombs, bombs. Yeah, <laughs> um, their parents. Well, had... I
5: think. I mean, that relates again to the the way the di- very different way that the media treats white boys and boys of other races specifically in America you know it, it well in Britain as well they wouldn't be the the celebritized, worshipable heroes that they are if they'd been any other color because you know they wouldn't have, like, they wouldn't have been covered, covered in the same way. The whole lie about bullying, which the mainstream media repeated, would never have been, would never have been, um, generated in the same way. And you know, we can actually even extend this to sexuality, because yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer has fans now, but At the time of his trial, um, the way he was treated by the media was very different to the way that Ted Bundy was treated. Um, Dharma was figured as a monster and kind of playing into this discourse of like the, the, you know, this monstrous almost um inhuman oh god my screen's going off there's almost like inhuman character and ted bundy was was almost admired um so i think that the kind of and then you know you can think of eileen wernos as well who was who was treated very differently again the the kind of criminals that get Made into texts that fans are drawn to. It's most likely going to be white males. Fascinating, Bassett. I just. But I haven't like fully worked out my ideas about that yet. I'm still thinking about it.
3: Still learning myself. Uh, one, I just wanted to point out since we got your ge- uh, geographical information before good old Ted Bundy he alumnus at the University of Washington I'm literally sitting on their patio looking at late Washington right now Ted Bundy was a grad student here I said they should have like a statue so that people are aware the great Ted Bundy right here University of Washington's own Uh, two uh, I think totally if if, uh, just them being white I think all and I think even with the difference that you were talking about with Jeffrey Dahmer and Ted Bundy one they ended up in the same spot glorified mm-hmm. white celebrities heroes in fact uh, i think jeffrey dahmer is probably way better known than ted bundy uh, at this point at least here in
5: the states. yeah because especially. of the netflix i mean the netflix documentary has has done that um and now his sexuality is not a barrier to his celebritization in the way that it was at his time but like when the Ted Bundy trials were, trials were ongoing, the, a lot of newspapers were almost admiring in the tone they took, like almost, you know, the judge said something to him at his trial. when, he, As he sentenced him to death, the judge himself said something like, you would have made a great lawyer, I mm. would have loved mm. to have you practicing in front of me, shame you went the other way, like it's almost admiring.
3: I think that is admiring. I mean, I don't think too many yeah. defendants like, oh, my goodness, she would have been such a good like what? <laughs> like it's a yeah. scolding and this is your sentence and you ought to be ashamed of yourself. But I, just the the important distinction. And I do remember exact. I even have heard that line from Ted Bundy, and I'm not a scholar of him at all. I just know. University of Washington alumnus, but he was a law student. I think that's yeah. that's one. He did have some academic training that helped him be a better manipulator killer, but two, Jeffrey Dahmer, he wasn't just a killer. He wasn't just a child rapist. He was a cannibal. Like, oh my God! Like modern day, you are supposed to be him. If anything, the fact that it's... oh. Poor Jeff. The same thing with those cowards. And they're all the cowardice of all of this. Jeffrey Dahmer was raping and killing black and the racism right front. He's killing mostly non-white children. Children. It's Oh, poor Jeff. And even they lie about that when they do these old specials. They get adult uh, non-white males who are substantially over 18 when they do these recreations and all the rest of it. They don't get children like, whoa. He was raping, torturing, killing, eating non-white children, and and that's how he got away with this for so long. The yes. racism, even within that, where police are coming to talk to him. Oh man, what do you think? Oh, uh, see G- now
5: you're coming, like you're coming around to see what I'm saying now when you talk about how they're depicted. Is it any wonder there are fans when they've already been? when they are already celebrities, when they're already presented in this way, you know?
3: The, well, just make this point then, we're in agreement there. I'll make this point before we get to your first report, have to do a coin flip to see which one I'll do first. Uh, or I guess even before we do that, I've been using the term, I've been saying fanboys For the cowards in Columbine But fangirl, fanboy And I guess there's a gender difference So, For folks who've never heard that before What does that mean, fangirl?
5: Okay, so fangirl um, Used to be basically An insult For um, A girl Or woman Who was Reading or watching A text, quote unquote In the wrong way like, oh, she just thinks the actors are hard. She's just there because, you know, she's silly. She's over-emotional. She's over-sexual. Oh, the fangirls are ruining this concept by screaming. They're not here for the music. So that's where it came from. And now it's kind of been reclaimed. Um, people's, people kind of took it back and said, you know, I can appreciate this text or this band or this book or this film in, anywhere that I want. And my way of, you know, my reading is just as legitimate and joy and, you know, physicality and sexuality is part of that. And that's great. And then fanboy was originally a derisive term suggesting somebody who was a nerd um, in a bad way, who was kind of very geekish, very, um, obsessive maybe, bit of a loner, and that has kind of been reclaimed almost in almost like hand in hand with the way geek and nerd has been reclaimed, just to mean somebody, um, a male person who has an intense interest in something that may tend towards the obsessive, but it tends to suggest kind of having a lot of technical ability and a lot of knowledge as well. So they're both terms that were originally insults, but have kind of been redeemed in some way.
3: Since we started our study for people in our book club, I have seen people uh, in a pejorative sense called Dave Cullen, one of Eric Harris's fanboys
5: yeah people still use it as a as a pejorative and normally when they're using it as a pejorative they're criticizing they're not criticizing someone for being a fan per se they're criticizing what they're 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 like you're a fan of something you shouldn't be a fan of like in that you know in that example you're an Eric Harris fanboy so what I would suggest they're saying is that your interest in Columbine is the wrong kind of interest. You're not interested in this from a scholarly or a historical perspective. You're interesting this in a way that is too admiring. I would guess that's what they're getting at.
3: Mm, I think you are correct. Uh, and even sometimes, even there's a, a some sort of sexual connotation to this, which actually would apply in the way it was used with Dave Cullen because they were talking about his errors in the book suggesting that eric harris was such a stud and he had all these girls and then eh, all of that's wrong and what i said yesterday like this was proven wrong way before you published this book so how did these errors even get here that to me even suggested fanboy behavior
5: um i would also take that as evidence that whatever he's a fan of is not the real eric harris it's something he's created in his mind but i'm not a psychologist um yeah it definitely can have a it can have a sexual connotation um fangirl definitely has has sexual connotations and it normally means like you're being sexually attracted Is something like like if people say oh the fangirls are ruining this concert they mean oh you're not here to listen to the music you're just here because you think the band's attractive
3: fascinating fascinating terms term even uh that term dark fandom is a fascinating one what what do they mean when they use that dark fandom dr fatala
5: all right so we're still defining this term but it comes from dark tourism um well, really, I mean, it's me and a couple of other people who are trying to define what dark fandom is. But dark tourism is when people go to the sites of historical atrocities. Um, and that could be something that is extremely culturally legitimated and institutionalized. And in, like, say, if you go see the 9-11 memorial, you go to Auschwitz And so those are kind of completely integrated and institutionalized. Although there are people who say that they shouldn't be. There are people who say they shouldn't be tourist sites. And that's, you know, a matter of opinion. I guess going to see the Titanic would be another example. Um, or the (laughs) other extreme. At the other extreme, you've got like people who will just go on their own to go and see the site where something bad happened. And again, this goes all the way back to the, the Whitechapel murders and the invention of Jack the Ripper, where people would turn up to go and have a look at the place where the murder had taken place. And straight away, some enterprising locals started charging them like 1P to get into the courtyard where the murder had happened right off the bat um so from that we started so thinking about a lot there's quite been quite a lot of work that's been done on dark tourism and what makes it a dark tourist site and what makes it a culturally legitimate site and what doesn't and from that we started thinking about okay so I guess we can start to think about fandoms in and around terrible events or a series of terrible events or, you know, awful, well, I don't want to say awful people because like, I don't, I'm not a psychologist. Okay. People that have done terrible things. Um, where, but again, where do you draw the boundaries? Are, are the Netflix producers fans for making that rather admiring show, admiring Ted Bundy film?
3: When talking about, and all of this was definition for dark fandom. Yeah. I want to read, yeah. this is from your report. So I guess I made my choice. This will be the one we'll start with. Uh, this is, being a fangirl of a serial killer is not okay. Gatekeeping Reddit's true crime community. This was published in 2020, uh, 2022, so not that old. Uh, You write in all keeping within dark fandom, dark tourism. uh, And this is a quote. LMAO. Think again. Check out the Dark Tourist Season 1 Episode 3. The host goes on a Jeffrey Dahmer tour with a bunch of middle-aged weirdo women who praise Jeffrey Dahmer. One of the women has an orgasm when looking at and touching the actual crime evidence. Thinking about it just makes me want to beat her up. This is from 2020 that you're quoting from. When I read this, my mind went one. I remembered immediately after Hurricane Katrina. That's not Syria. (laughs) Well, anyway, I remember after Hurricane Katrina, they had tour groups, that were going down to New Orleans. They hadn't got power back, didn't have toilets flushing, haven't got all the bodies straightened out and everything. And same thing. They've got, oh my gosh, look at the devastation. Oh my God. How many niggers do you think that that sort of thing? And same type of group. Now, that's what I said. This might be middle-aged women, but I would put all kinds of money that this is, I suspect probably mostly middle-aged white women who are going and having some sort of sexual fantasy where, again, Jeffrey Dahmer is killing mostly non-white children, I submit, why is this called dark fandom and or dark tourism if it's mostly white people going to look at white killers and whatever they did, whether they killed non-white people or white people, why isn't this called white fandom?
5: white Because of the inherent racism of our shared language, basically. That's the answer. I mean... I have had the same thought or a similar thought while I was writing those films. And I've thought about, you know, the racism inherent in calling anything that we're casting as negative by the, the label dark, but I don't know how to change the language on my own, you know, and I've got to right within it, but, but maybe I should, you know, I should probably add something about that. Like, I, it, it deserves critique and it deserves taking apart, but I don't know how to undo the racism inherent in the whole way that we speak English, you know? You point that
3: out. Words and the way that people talk changes, particularly when people start pointing that out. It's... It, and... It's not even accurate to the group that we're talking about. Why are we calling something dark fandom? This is white people going to study and be amused about things other white people have done. Call attention to that. Why is it even dark attached to it? Like, find a totally different term and implicate the racism of it all. Not only are we totally ignoring, wait a minute, gang. Who is going to do this at the Jeffrey Dahmer's sp- And I mean, really, the Jeff- you mean raping cannibal, child raping cannibal Jeffrey Dahmer? Oh, white people are going to do that. Oh, all of it. Just call attention to that. Even questioning, why are we calling this dark tourism? Is there yeah. a better term? And pointing out the racism of exactly what you said every time and every time around the world when it's something bad oh, dark it's black dark Monday, yeah I mean, black
5: friday call that
3: out that's how you change it
5: yeah and i feel in some ways like i feel like i we're all implicated in it i'm implicated in it as well because i'm writing about it and the irony is that I think I'm the only non white person writing about it right now. So I guess, yeah, I guess it is on me to call it out. And I think th- that there's a discomfort, isn't there, with feeling like I'm the only I'm the only non white person involved in this conversation and I'm gonna be the one who points at this and calls it out. And I wish someone else would. I guess it's got to be me.
3: Joining us live scholar, Dr. Judith Fatala, live from Wales. Um, You took me back to a question. So thank you kindly doing my work for me. What are the demographics in your field doing this work on fandom
5: and these subcultures like for you? Do you teach as well? I used to. I'm not teaching right now, but I have done a couple of lectureships in digital media more broadly and in media cultures more broadly. I don't think you'd get a teaching position in just fan studies. It's too narrow. And fan studies is it has historically been overwhelmingly white folk white people doing it and focused on white majority fandoms. That's starting to change. The Journal of Transformative Works and Cultures, one of the major journals, has done um, some special issues devoted to fans of colour, fandoms of colour, edited by scholars of colour. I can think of a few, Um, but the study of what I'm now putting in quotation marks, dark fandoms, is so new and people are only just starting to look at it. As far as I know, I am the only non-white person looking at these texts, which, yeah, I guess this does land me with the responsibility of calling out the racism inherent of, in this language, although I wish that, you know, a white person with a more secure job would step up, would step up and do it, you know, <laughs> but they haven't yet. <laughs>
3: I feel I respect that a billion percent victim of racism. I understand. And even the fact that you might be the only non-white person uh, in terms of doing this sort of scholarship that speaks volume as well. I will just say what you just said, even putting quotes around it. Mm. Wow. That is enormous. Just having people to stop and pause. Even I think just from I've been told the beginning of knowledge starts by calling things by their accurate name this is not dark really this is white fandom at least the term that moves us closer it doesn't even have to describe white people but it's not black people they're not going to talk about black people this has nothing to do with darkness let's pick a more accurate term to describe what this is uh,
5: well, I've gone with I've gone with serial killer fandom in the title of the book because you know that's what it is. It's serial killer fandom and serial killer celebrities. It's you know I have left dark out of the title of the book deliberately, and that's probably that may have been a subconscious you know response to my own discomfort with the term, um, but because that's what people have called it before, that's what I call it in the introduction. Although you know. I'm editing the book now, so I'm probably going to have to do something about that. But,
1: um,
5: I don't know, that might, or possibly at the end, or possibly I'm going to do it at the end. Um, the, I've completely lost where I was going with that. I've completely lost my, yes, I got it. Okay. So, certainly the objects of fandom, real or invented, are wide as to the demographics of the people involved, it's very difficult to draw demographic data from the internet. And I have seen a few participants on TikTok who I don't think are white, but it's a minority. And also, as I say, like it's it's really difficult to judge demographic from internet material, isn't it? Like you can't, look at a bunch of texts and you can make educated guesses about the people behind it, but you can't go too far with that. And also it would be like, you couldn't prove it and it would be irresponsible to speculate too much. Um, Yeah. That's the end of that train of thought. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh,
3: I, I'm still studying, but at least the evidence that I've seen thus far, and in fact, I'm remembering when we spoke with Dr. Angeline Spaulding-Flowers, uh, she wrote a book about school shooters, at least with the school shooter component. She said she's not aware of black people who even write books about school shooters. Now, serial killers, that might be different. Offhand, I'm not even aware of black people. <laughs> I know white people who have specifically been serial killers to target black people and even there most of the books that have been written they've been written by white people so I at least do see quite a bit of evidence I think this is an overwhelmingly white field the people who are participating reading making these YouTube videos and celebrating the Columbine folks and all of that I could be wrong, but, it, I mean, like you said, they're outliers and such, but, wow, it looks super white. Uh, I'm skipping to your report, kind of want to get you to set us up what what you were looking to accomplish here. Uh, this is, again, the being a fangirl of a serial killer is not okay. Uh, I'm skipping down deliberately. This is on page two, uh, and you're talking about, I guess, how all of the, the rules of the community Uh, I guess I'll read the rules, too, so people can get an idea. So uh, fans do be it either their fan works, their posts within the discourse or arguments or their chats and interactions, construe spaces and mark what is expected to exist in them. This construction relies on the existence of others who do not follow these rules, either by not classifying the content properly or by enjoying content that should not be enjoyed or if approached and liked, should be reveled in carefully. This is back to... to Yeah, like my
5: argument is that a lot of commenters try and set up a binary where their interest in true crime is appropriate and respectable and scholarly and historical intellectual and other people's interest in true crime is gross because they're fangirls and they enjoy it too much and it's wrong. And I'm saying it's not a clean line that you can draw down the middle. Does all consumption of media related to true crime is along a spectrum in some way and enjoyment and understanding and knowledge are not like clearly draw you can't draw a line down the middle and say like we're we're in we're watching and reading the in the the right way and those people are watching and reading it in the wrong way I mean true crime is so massively popular it's even in some cases respectable but at what point do you say okay you're enjoying this too much
3: Even the terms that you used right there, Dr. Fatala, that right there lets me know this has got to be something that a substantial number of white people are involved in. The fact that it's so massively popular and that big word that you used, it's respectable. Mm. It is very rare that I hear something where a substantial number, particularly of black people, much less non-white people, are involved in and it's Resp- eh, eh, eh. And <laughs> um, I did. I wanted to go back to your report to continue just what we were talking about. So this is leaving off from the quote that I read. You write these rules, spaces and boundaries are always in tension, especially so when it comes to so-called dark in quotes or controversial fandoms. Brawl defines dark fandoms as communities of fans who identify with or otherwise celebrate those who have committed heinous acts such as mass or serial murders yet the boundaries of dark fandom are not clear and self-defined true crime enthusiasts are particularly tricky case and i'll stop there and that kind of even goes back to the point that we made kind of at the beginning of the program about how this is such a massive part of the culture i would submit this is a massive part of white culture In fact, you brought up jack the ripper this goes back mm. centuries really uh, of people classified as white having mm-hmm. a word delectable an appetite for this sort of gore and oh let's go to the crime scene and, oh can we buy like do you see this in non-white cultures? Do you see this same sort of fanfare with these sort of gore and serial killings and
5: things? Not much. I mean, there are, like, black true crime YouTubers. There's a podcast called Murder in the Black, But and part of the reason for that... Oh, and there's also some, I think, indi- um, indigenous Americans um who have their own true crime podcast but like part of the reason for that is trying to serve as corrective to the fact that cases involving people of colour typically get much less media coverage before they're solved so part of that is like trying to bring attention to look this person's murder has not been solved yet you know this, this person of colour but as far as I can tell, yeah, it is, like, true crime seems to be a white-dominated genre. But then you could say that about so many media genres, couldn't you? Well oh, for
3: sure. I just, this is one that stands out to me, particularly because there's... <laughs> They talk about the influence of media on the Columbine killers who nicknamed their massacre NBK after the film Natural Born Killers. Oliver Stone, great. They do all this talk about media and then you make Charles Manson a television star. You make Ted Mm. Bundy a television star. You make Jeffrey Dahmer, who influenced the Columbine cowards, a television star. And then you lie about these people on these shows uh, you talk about some of this with Je- uh, Ted Bundy and uh, Jeffrey Dahmer the Columbine line killers and what have you and it just it stands out to me a lot in terms of what is this communicating to me about and particularly so we can sit down and millions of us around the world we had guests from the UK on the program they said the same thing oh my gosh that Dahmer series is huge over here they're talking about it work over here in London I said, do you know where Wisconsin is? Nope. (laughs) I said, could you find it on a map in 30 seconds if someone said, I'll give you a million euros? Nope. But you know all about Jeffrey Dahmer, and they're fascinated by it. That in contrast to you have missing children right now who are classified as black. We don't want to watch that at all. We don't care about that at all. Only time we care. When is it going to be on Netflix? Let's binge watch the whole season.
5: Right, and I mean, this is people who would not in a million years define themselves as a serial killer fan. If you ask them, are you a fan of the Jeffrey Dahmer, they'd be saying, oh, no, of course I'm not. But you know, if people are watching the show, you're being entertained by you're, you're being entertained by murder if you're watching a true crime show, if you're watching a true crime documentary at some level, even you could argue if you're watching the news at some level, um, and I, I'm looking at this article now when, um, somebody within the true crime community who would not define themselves as a serial killer fan and who thinks, you know, who says that, oh, serial killer fans, they're terrible people, says that they wouldn't watch a show or about Harold Shipman, who was A UK serial killer, actually the most prolific serial killer in history, who was a doctor who um, killed his elderly patients by overdosing. And he killed hundreds of people, saying that they wouldn't watch that because it's boring. Boring. They only want to watch interesting serial killers. So it's entertainment, isn't it?
3: (laughs) Killing becomes entertainment with that's the way those cowards at columbine that's and in fact i learned even they did talk about this entertainment but in the state of colorado i don't know if they have this in wales but in colorado they have a a law for if you are a resident and an intruder breaks into your house you legally you can shoot that person and kill them. If they break into your house, you can use whatever lethal force. uh, If they break into your house, they have that law in many States in the U S but in Colorado specifically, it's called the make my day law after a Clint Eastwood movie where he bragged. That's his tagline. He tells some he's a cop, a dirty cop as it were. Uh, But he brags before he shoots and kills someone frequently black Make my day like I'm looking forward to killing someone that notion Mm -hmm. is presented in white culture all the time. Uh, I'm going right back to your report. I'm reading from page bottom of page three. You write some serial killers are celebrities and serial killer fandom has a long dense history that predates fan studies by about a hundred years. Spree killers such as school shooters can develop a similar celebrity presence thus the inclusion of Reddit true crime in the data search notably the term true crime community on both Reddit and Tumblr refers almost exclusively to murder and especially to multiple murder be that serial or spree killing Certainly, all the search results in my data collection from either community that referred to specific crimes or criminals were to murder. Nobody in True Crime is discussing fans of fraudsters or non violent thieves. I'm skipping down a little bit. Barnes argued that while these explanations for True Crime community activity are reassuring, they may remain confusing and troublesome because so many tcc blogs revealed that the stuff that fans do the art fanification jokes memes a large amount of tcc content on tumblr professes not to be fanish, but it certainly looks that way that i thought was super important for for so many reasons and particularly joking and such this is not the same sort of fandom around Bernie Madoff, Prince Andrew, mm-hmm. child rapists, and people who stole millions of... Du- nah, 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 nah. Man, it's not even use- individual killers. It's spree killers, mass killers, school shooters. Even that, it's...
5: Why would these... <laughs> yeah, what Do you have thoughts, uh, Dr. Fatala? Um... I'm not sure. I mean, as I say, I, I'm not a psychologist, but it definitely seems that the, the entertaining factor here is killing people. Um, because true crime community, that could refer to anything, couldn't it? It could refer to like white collar crime. It could refer to insurance frauds, but n- what it means in practice is murderers. Like you don't find anybody discussing nonviolent crime the only exception i found was charles manson who was found legally responsible for the murders committed by his family as far as we know he didn't personally kill anyone but you know that's kind of a technicality um so yeah that's an example of what i was saying that a lot of the time people will try and you know bracket off self-professed serial killer fans or self-professed shooter fans and like put them in a box over there away from us. But you can't, but that's not how it plays out in practice. In practice, it plays out as much more of a, a spectrum of interest and, and play. Um, and yeah, I, I, I use the term play and that's something I kind of come back to in the book, but I guess there's one more, point I want to make before we move on because it's getting kind of late here sincerity I think it's a mistake to assume that all this activity is sincere some of it is trolling some of it is people writing stuff to get a reaction And I don't think that all the professed emotion towards criminals is necessarily sincere. Some of it is trolling on the internet. And we don't know, like, and I don't know how to work out what is and what isn't because it's so ambiguous. And there's something about internet culture. There's something about, internet culture in in general there, you know how people were saying um, you know how people were making memes about this submersible that imploded a couple of days ago and people are saying oh god like people are joking about it already, people are making memes about it already there's something about the internet that enables that kind of distance Wherein people don't feel that these things are real, I think. There's some kind of depersonalization happening.
3: Thank you for reminding me the and I'm just I'm coming back. I keep saying it seems this this fandom serial killer mass murder celebrity status this seems very much a part of white culture and even goes back to what we were talking about before with like Jeffrey Dahmer and Jack the Ripper where I'm submit white people generally they're going to these sites and getting mur- uh murderabilia and what have you that is so white culture that is just the lynchings of the late 19th and early 20th century here in the U.S going to lynch a black person and then like vultures same thing white people come and oh let me get a souvenir i want to put his testicles in a jar let me get a finger let me get a piece of the shit like there's so much documented history uh, of that i mean it's the exact same aspect white culture that's that and particularly when it's jeffrey Dahmer and some of these cases where dylan roof even has the same sort of fandom and reddit they call them uh roofies is that it is that the nickname
5: that they have for the for the wouldn't surprise me but i don't know about that one you know it's and i mean what is kind of gives more evidence to that to what you're saying is that in reality the most prolific american serial killer was a black man called samuel little who primarily killed black women He's not a celebrity. I'd never heard his name before. There you go. He's still alive, actually. He's, um, he's in prison and, um, he confessed to murdering 93 women between 1970 and 2005, primarily black women. But he's, you know, he doesn't have a Netflix show.
3: Maybe it's coming. They'll uh, get working on it. I doubt it,
5: actually. (laughs) Do you know what? I doubt it. And that kind of gives weight to what you were saying. I can't give evidence for why I doubt it, but I doubt it. Wow.
3: It's mostly white. Well, I'm submitting it's mostly. That would just further make my point. Most of the people who are fans of all this, who I guess they do not want to see the Samuel Little documentary and hear about all of the black sisters that were killed over I don't even know what that is decades and decades they don't want to hear about all that it's mostly women I'm submitting mostly white women but it's mostly women who are fans of all this
5: women are definitely the majority audience for true crime why that is um, don't know because women are obviously more likely to be Victims of serial killers, although you know, not necessarily, but statistically, they are more likely to be victims of serial killers because most serial killers are heterosexual men. So, some people say it's the same, it's like men's fascination with war stories, wanting to get up close and personal to something that they perceive as a tangible threat to them, but not get too close you know, not so close it's dangerous, wanting to get up close to it in a vicarious way. That's one theory.
3: Hmm. That's, do you think that that's logical just based on your studies and what have you, that it's likely mostly white women who are making up this fan group?
5: Probably, but I'm not... I'm more concerned, like, in my work, I'm more concerned with tax. So I'm more concerned with... I'm, I'm what's called a discourse analyst so I analyze media and by that I mean media in all its forms from television and Netflix to the internet to text produced by fans and I think I know a lot more about texts than I know a lot than I know about people and I probably am a lot better at reading texts than, than I am at understanding people and of course our, our culture is made up of texts and that's where I want to understand them, um, but I wouldn't like to speculate on the psychology of it, of of it. To be honest, that's a bit kind of out of my area. I mean, I could guess, but it wouldn't be any better than your guess. I see.
3: Hmm. The you mentioned that aspect. It's it becomes. That was the term sport. That was it. It becomes a a sport, a competition. Uh, and you said that this was not unusual. Commoners complain of killers being sloppy. Their extended sprees enabled more by ineptitude of the police than any particular genius or skill. While others defend their favorites, uh, favorite in quotes and least favorite are freely used terms. Which again, just like
5: what, <laughs> like what's and again. Of- Mm. These are people who would not define themselves as fans, but this is coming back to my point as well. Like, you can't divide it that clearly, can you? Because that's the language of fandom, even though you're not calling yourself a fan, like, it's the same language in which people would discuss sports teams. Mm.
3: Fascinating, fascinating. (laughs) You, we've and we've heard that before, we've heard that that is. Timothy McVeigh bombed that Oklahoma City building in 95. He was competing with Ted Kaczynski. He also set off bombs in the same month in April. Those cowards in Columbine, they were competing with all of them, saying we're going to top all of you. We're going to kill more. We're going to blow up the whole school, kill everybody there. Uh, That's making a game out of that is so rife. Uh, putting notches on the belt that's the the cowboy hat with the western put how many notches can i rack up for killing somebody uh you in fact this is right the very next paragraph you write kills sounds like the score in this sport as it would be in a video game peyton gendron some commenters post in clear violation of the rules regarding writing two serial killers how would I go about writing to Ed Kemper? And you said even here, I guess there's a gender aspect where someone with a gender female-sounding name, they got harangued. And then other people who had, I guess, a neutral or male-sounding name, they even got assistance, even though this is breaking the Yeah,
5: exactly. And it's the same thing. You're both writing to, you know, they they kind of pile on the person with the feminine-sounding name, but they're doing the same thing.
3: The terrorism of all of this. Uh, if folks have a quick question they want to get in while we have uh, Doctor fatala Star Six One about the fandom, uh, if you want to take advantage, uh, someone in a different part of the world. Uh, I know the other report. Uh, let's see. Make sure I give out the full title. Reading serial killer fan fiction. What's fanish about it? little bit shorter uh, of a report. Um, this one. And you talk about how people will generally give some sort of disclaimer at the beginning, talking about, you know, this is fiction. If you don't want to read it, don't read it. If you're going to be offended and all that stuff, get on out of here. Uh, this is and you even talked about before. It seems like some of this seems like it is deliberately to troll and annoy people and all of that. They do all of this with the disclaimer, but then they get in and there, including actual details that show that you have stated this case. And they're supposed to be some sort of. I don't even mean, authenticity about how we proceed in these fictionalized accounts of old Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer.
5: Mhm. And like my main point with this, we'll have to make this one a bit shorter now because I've got a log off soon. Um, it's not qualitatively different to things like the Netflix film, extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. The only thing that makes it, I mean, it's qualitatively different in the sense that it's fan fiction and that it's just text on the Internet. But if you look at this, you know, massive film that Netflix puts out, it's cutting footage of Bundy's trial with imaginary scenes of his home life. So what's the qualitative difference between that, which gets awards and gets applause and fan
3: fiction. They do, did they do the same thing with Jeffrey Dahmer in the series where they included any real bits of the trial
5: or anything else? I don't think they use actual footage in that, mostly because there's less, there's less of it. Like Bundy's whole trial was televised. I think it was the first trial in America to be completely televised. Um, I think. As far as I know, the Dharma series was more fictional. Like they, it was less. Um, it was less kind of interwoven with with historical materials. Um, but one, you know, to be fair, some critics did, you know, make the same point that I'm making about the the Netflix extremely wicked. And shockingly vile, or whatever it's called. There was one review review with a headline: "The Ted Bundy movie movie starring Zac Efron, sure does love Ted Bundy," because that's how it played. It it you you know you could defend it as saying that it was trying to depict him as he was, because he kind of fooled everyone and made everyone think he was this great guy. But the way it was filmed and the way it was presented, it kind of came over as the director and the camera depicting him as this great guy that everyone liked and was charming and impressive. That is kind of how it played.
3: That is pretty consistent with these white killers. Uh, (sighs) Columbine, Dahmer, even the white cannibals. That's pretty consistent uh i'll check my last question uh before we let you enjoy the rest of your evening uh, unless i see a quick hand uh the concept hybristophilia uh i guess i i come to this concept from a slightly different slightly different thinking because when i looked up the original definition it was not gendered it was just having some sort of fascination or attraction can be sexual romantic so-called to someone a criminal uh someone who has bad morals that sort of thing um so i didn't have the gendered aspect to it and i do see lots of males white uh who have this same sort of tendency uh what's what's your understanding of the term hybristophilia uh with regards to the conversation we've been having
5: so it's a layman's understanding because as I say I'm not a psychologist but as I understand it hybrisophilia is um when a person is turned on or excited by the knowledge that their sexual partner has done terrible things and I guess some people have hypothesized that it's the feeling that this man, you know, from a, from the perspective of a straight woman that I'm with, has killed all these other people, but I'm so special that he's different with me. That's what some people hypothesize, or perhaps the fact that he's so dangerous, but he'll protect me. He'll be different with me. He won't be different with you, but, you know, come on. <laughs> like, that's uh, that's as how I understand it. And it is like a recognised, um, I think they're called paraphilias.
3: That's another one I'll have to look up. Paraphilia,
5: wow. Okay. Yeah, I, that was a new word for me as well. But I guess you could see it as like, and it's ex- a very, very, very extreme vision of being attracted to a man who is perceived as dangerous because you think that, oh, you know, he'll fight for me. He'll protect me. And it's some kind of distortion of that. Maybe he's so dangerous, but not to me because I'm so special.
3: Mystifying, I see this uh with males too, especially with the uh columbine uh situation um, yeah that
5: yeah a lot of it has like homoerotic overtones
3: mm-hmm. right? I see yeah. do, do you, I know you said columbine is not your area of expertise, but do you see that with some of these killer uh serial killer uh, fascinations any these homoerotic overtones?
5: Most of the fans I've encountered have been women, so I don't really have a good sample size for that. I would say that where I've seen material from male fans, it's mostly been more the kind of bad taste jokes Mm. and saying things like, you know, great work, Ted Bundy, you know, that kind of stuff. I see. Okay,
3: uh, what, what was? I just want to make sure I don't miss the scholar's name. Was it Bath Jones who's done the work on Columbine, or did I miss miss here?
5: Beth and Jones. Um, I'll put it, I'll write it in the chat. Oh, She's awesome. She's great. I know her well.
3: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I would love to check that out too. I'll share with listeners also if you want to do more scholarship. Okie dokie. Give us the title of the book, uh, really quick again. The
5: new book. That's okay, coming. so it's called. I've forgotten it myself. It's called Killer Fandom. (laughs) Killer Fandom, Fan Studies, and the Celebrity Serial Killer. And having had this conversation, although I deliberately left Dark out of the title, I'm going to go back to the introduction. I'm going to say something about, and the conclusion, I'm going to say something about the interrogation of this word, Dark, because, you know, you're right, and someone's got to say it.
3: Courageous. Uh, We will be... Uh, Now I will be super excited to read the book so you know you will already have an audience, a plug, all of that good stuff. I will tweet it out on social media and yeah, we talk about Jeffrey Dahmer all the time so you will have folks who are waiting on this side of the pond.
5: for It's free, it'll be free as well because it's coming out with this press called Media Studies Press um, and all their books are available online for free for everyone so.
3: Wow, that is amazing like, there'll, be
5: a, there'll be a um a hard copy you can buy as well, and I hope a few people do, but like it doesn 't make much difference to me anyway because academics don't really like make royalties from sales, so you know m- the more people that read it, the happier I am
3: <laughs> spectacular that is um, we will definitely free book we will be lined up uh, at the ready. just let us know when the release date is and uh, we will be sure to read the introduction man thank you for sharing a bit of your i guess for for you friday evening uh over there in wales man i learned so much reading your work uh, and we'll continue uh doing more thank you a bunch and we'll be looking forward to your new scholarship uh dr judith fatala
5: no problem thank you so much for having me
3: oh it was a treat uh, take excellent care and enjoy your summer keep up the awesome scholarship
5: okay good night uh, have oh a good evening. morning
3: <laughs> right 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 bye good evening Bye. the cows program one of two be back let's see for me it is almost one thirty, so we'll be here in about two a little over two and a half hours basically uh, for neutralizing workplace racism. Normal time. Discuss what's going on in the workplace. Fascinating. Uh, global system. Global. I remember when I first looked at her photograph, I was like, hmm, I'm not sure if this is a white person or not. And kind of. she said other people also get racially ambiguous. The name, though, the name did make me like, I always try to think so we're talking about the Nazis, Columbine, right? Uh, if Adolf Hitler came into the room and said, Okay, everybody who is not white, you're going in the oven right now, unless you can get a white person to vouch for you. Is this someone that I could go to and think that I could bribe them or do something and, you know, get them to this nigger's alright? I would not go to Doctor Fatala. Like you got doctor Fatala. Ooh think you're going in the oven I'm going to try someplace else that's generally the way that I tried to I would not go George Santos wouldn't go to him either Rachel Dozel eh. that's generally the way that I even though I do think Rachel Dozel raises suspect but we especially the way that you've conducted yourself not going to ask her either she might be first one in the oven anyway uh, man I can only say matter of fact I will play that sound clip from uh, let's see if I can find it let's see if I can find it so much of this is just white culture through and through worshipping in fact all of the for sure Columbine all of the fans I don't know if you all are aware of this people that are in the book club but there's so much of this people who dress up like uh, Eric Harris Dylan Klebold. They go reenact, uh, and I mean literally, go in the library and pretend to commit suicide wearing everything that these white cowards had on, put blood on the floor and everything. Like, are you serious? Guns laying down next to them. Uh, Go reenact all this, make videos and songs and wine. Ooh, they were picked on, they were bullied, and I love you. Are you serious? They don't even do all that for Tamir Rice, man. These... F- felons. Come on. i breaking into vans. Right. At minimum. Weren't they homophobes? Writing fag on somebody's locker. Isn't that homophobe? Isn't it Pride Month, man? At minimum. Anyway. White culture, even though that cowardice, oh, that is such a huge component of white. That's one thing I learned from Columbine. That cowardice Why would all of that be worshipped? But all of this comes back to white culture and that killing and violence. That's what this is about. That's why this would be celebrated. That's why this would be a genre. Serial, making a game out of it. She said that right in the text. Make a sport out of it. It's boring. I don't want to hear about old Harold Shipman, who we heard about this year. Nairobi Thompson was telling us old Harold. And they got uh, the same Netflix Specials and all that on uh Harold Shipman, as well, why would all of that be so popular, and even extra pause, and then we have nothing to say about Samuel little, not one word. I was even trying to go back to see like, is this the grim sleeper cause I knew about that, I was like maybe they they got like a different name, like, nope totally different person like are you serious like what in the what they could at least bragged about that right like you got no count black male and no count oj simpson Could nope oh he's dead too he died in 2020 i didn't even i don't even remember when he died dang normally they would at least put out an article like this heinous negro male and i don't remember this guy at all samuel little wow that is amazing folks have to tell me if you listen did you know about this guy samuel little had you heard about him i do not remember at all it seems like they do at least have an oxygen special uh like 30 minutes or 40 minutes uh talking about him that came out maybe sometime in the last two years haven't seen that either i've not heard of this guy at all if we have listeners if you have right on for you that'd be another reason Pay attention to the new, at least the local news. Gee whiz, if I lived in, this is California, right? Is this California? Doesn't say, I think this is California. Oh, he moved around California. Oh, man. He moved around California, Texas, and Ohio uh, before he was eventually convicted, but this would be another reason. Check the news. What is happening in your area, and particularly for black people, because it seems like There are lots of serial killers who target black people where it doesn't really warrant any attention until, oh, dang, we've got like 30 people missing. What's going on here? Check Samuel Little. Jesus, Lord, I had never heard of this dude. Man. Amazing. Pause for all of the victims. I think she said it's like 90 victims. That is crazy. Oh, monsters and monstrosities. That's another reason to produce justice because it just, that's what this system produces. Monsters and monstrosities. Put Samuel Little's name at the top of the list. Monster, monstrosity. Anyway, uh, but this is what the system of white supremacy encourages, and particularly killing non white people. I did find it. this is why all of this, Columbine, Samuel Little, making a sport, yes, can't wait till they make a documentary on Netflix, ah, love it, can't wait, make a sport out of it, I don't want to see no one, and go out and kill him, and elude the police, ah, be dashing, and fun, and charismatic, maybe even good looking, handsome, debonair, charming, while you, like, are you serious? That is exactly why Neely Fuller Jr. in his code that's why it's Maximum Emergency Compensatory Action. Get out of the business of celebrating making sport fun thrills out of killing people. Even if you have to do it justly. Somebody's trying to kill you. You get an opportunity to football tackle Eric Harris he drops the gun beat him to death that's what you're supposed to do but even then that's not anything to come and I killed Eric Harris and celebrate and they bring me out halftime for the Super Bowl and cheer well, That that's a terrible thing to have to kill somebody but I mean you do what you do to defend yourself you don't celebrate killing that's exactly why Mr. Fuller articulated it that way get out of the business of celebrating death celebrating killing we had uh white man norm stamper as a guest on the program he wrote uh breaking rank white police officer 30 years worked in california might have been one of the ones who let old samuel little go for all those decades he said if they shot somebody killed police officer killed a suspect he said they would come in high five this in breaking rank they, we talked about it. In fact, it's not just in the book. We talked about it. He confirmed. They would come in and high-five and jump up and down like somebody scored a touchdown. Like they won the football game. You killed a person. Why is that? You killed a citizen. Like all that. At minimum. Isn't that a lot of paperwork? Nah. Yeah. Got that sucker. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Give me one. How about chest bump? Oh. that One of the make... My day, and the fact that you see this repeatedly, where this theme is in the movies and what have you celebrate killing, make my day. They make movies about these Columbine cowards and whatnot. Celebrate killing, ah, get me a gun, Chris Kyle, American Sniper, and release that on Christmas Day, natural born killers. Neely Fuller he points to Patton war movie because hey. Oh, Eric Harris, he wanted to enlist, right? Fuller points to Patton. White people say this is one of the best movies ever made. You just need to watch the first five minutes to get the exact same thing that you get in all these old serial killer and fan fiction and Jeff Dahmer we love, Ted Bundy, Charles Manson, Ted Kaczynski, and yeah, yeah, yeah. This is from Patton, Context of White Supremacy.
4: I want you to remember that no bastard ever won war by dying for his country. You won it by making the other poor dumb bastard die for his country. Men, all this stuff you heard about America not wanting to fight, wanting to stay out of the war, is a lot of horse dung. Americans traditionally love to fight. All real Americans love the sting of battle. When you were kids, you all admired the champion marble shooter, the fastest runner, big league ball players, the toughest boxers. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. Americans play to win all the time. I wouldn't give a hoot in hell for a man who lost and laughed. That's why Americans have never lost and will never lose a war. Because the very thought of losing is hateful to Americans. Now, an army is a team. It lives, eats, sleeps, fights as a team. This individuality stuff is a bunch of crap. The bilious bastards who wrote that stuff about individuality... for the Saturday Evening Post... don't know anything more about real battle... than they do about fornicating. Now, we have the finest food and equipment... the best spirit... and the best men in the world. You know... By God, I actually pity those poor bastards we're going up against. By God, I do. We're not just going to shoot the bastards. We're going to cut out their living guts and use them to grease the treads of our tanks. We're going to murder those lousy Hun bastards by the bushel. Now, some of you boys I know are wondering whether or not you'll chicken out under fire. Don't worry about it. I can assure you that you will all do your duty. The Nazis are the enemy. Wade into them. Spill their blood. Shoot them in the belly. When you put your hand into a bunch of goo that a moment before was your best friend's face, you know what to do. Now, there's another thing I want you to remember. I don't want to get any messages saying that we are holding our position. We're not holding anything. Let the Hun do that. We are advancing constantly, and we're not interested in holding on to anything except the enemy. We're going to hold on to him by the nose, and we're going to kick him in the ass. we We're going to kick the hell out of him all the time, and we're going to go through him like crap through a goose. Now, There's one thing that you men will be able to say when you get back home. And you may thank God for it. Thirty years from now, when you're sitting around your fireside, with your grandson on your knee, and he asks you, what did you do in the Great World War II, you won't have to say, well, I shoveled shit in Louisiana. All right, now, you sons of bitches, you know how I feel. I will be proud to lead you wonderful guys into battle anytime, anywhere. That's all.
3: Mm -hmm. That is on Neely Fuller Jr.'s film uh, list. He likes those World War II movies. You really only have to watch that much of it you I mean the rest of it you know it'll hold your interest or whatever I think it is like a three hour epic but I mean you really just need to see that's like four minutes 30 seconds that's all you need to see Academy Award all of that that's all you need to see first four minutes that is Patton and that that right there that that scene takes place that's one if you watch it on your big 100 inch television or projector or whatever that's one that speech takes place the character playing General Patton the American flag is the entire background as he's giving this speech to the troops I am race that's what Dr. Welsing the anagram for America I am race and he gives this piece (laughs) we're going to cut out their guts sounding like old Jeff Dahmer and we're going to kill them by the bushel. That's the one Neely Fuller Jr. points out. He said that the killing, love killing, make a sport out of killing, particularly non-white people all over the world make a game out of killing. Call it fun. Entertainment. He didn't. And he, Mr. Fuller. He talked about that specifically when he said, "We're gonna kill him by the bushel." He said, "God help me. I love it so. Make my day." Why is this? This is a billion-dollar industry. True, true crime. When me get my papa. How many did he kill? How many did this white fella kill? Hmm. Hmm. Even that, this is mostly white women sitting around. Ooh, how many of them did he kill? Ooh. Lots of white men too, but I mean, kill them by the bushel. I love it so. Mm, that's what Eric and Dylan said. Have fun. It's going to be great. We've been looking forward to this. It's going to be the best day ever. Chicken out. He said, he told the troops in Patton, he said, uh, don't think, you know, that you're going to chicken out when you put your your hand in a bunch of goo that used to be your friend's face, you'll know what to do. See they got all that guts and gore and all the rest of it, chopping off people's privates and all the rest. That's white culture. Got this cleaver here. Jeffrey Dahmer used this to chop off ankles. Start the bidding at five hundred thousand. Who's got five hundred thousand? Five hundred thousand? Five hundred fifty thousand? Five hundred fifty? Six hundred thousand. Six hundred? Seven hundred fifty? Seven hundred and fifty. Got this knife grandfather used this to chop off a Negro's private parts. Start the bidding at 10000 Whoa, got 50000 100000 That's white culture. Be a celebrity for what? Killing people. And that's been the case forever. I said, they made an old song. Old no-count fanboy Dave Cullen sitting there talking about uh, Eric Harris, the star and all depressed Dylan Klebold. He going to leave out Eric Rudolph. They got songs about Eric Rudolph. And I think male fanboys, white men sitting around making a song about a racist white man who bombed the Olympics. It was children there. White children there. <laughs> he killed a police. Oh, y'all sit around and do all this talking about cop killers. Eric Rudolph, I believe, killed a cop. With one of those bombs, not the one at the Olympic, but could've killed them. They made songs about him. How many songs they make for Tamir Rice? How many songs they make for Eric Garner? How many songs they make for the victims of Samuel Little? They got songs for Eric Klebold. Excuse me, Eric Harris. Dylan Clebo, Cowards. Got songs for Eric Rudolph. Jeff Dahmer, get whole movie. They don't just he get a whole series. Hit series, man. Come on. Anyway, uh White culture. I can't say it enough. White culture. Uh that that would be, I would submit, why you wanna read, study a little bit about everything. One, there's so much lying, it can be very difficult to obtain truth about things that have happened, even things that, you know, have happened in our lifetime that we think we know about, you know, in quotes, that, and there's so many lies and what have you that it's, you know, good to study, confirm, make sure, even if you think you know what happened here, especially if you haven't done any, like, serious, let me sit down and study this event to make sure that I have not just been fooled, Um, especially if... My only source of information about this is the documentary I saw, what was on Netflix. I saw that on TikTok. If that's your only source of information, you have to do do a lot more. Especially if it's anything even halfway serious. Now, I guess if this is, you know, best way to play uh, Mario Kart or, you know, something that's not quite as important uh, the best way to finish off your homemade cotton candy <laughs> like whatever, eh, fine no problem you can go with whatever you found on TikTok or you know let YouTube lead the way but it, it's things that are more serious we have to do a little bit more digging just minimum there's so much deception about what has actually taken place man white people make it hard on us unnecessarily hard Anyway, we'll be back uh neutralizing workplace racism. Um, eight PM Eastern, five PM Pacific, a little bit over uh two hours from now. Or actually, yeah, a little over three hours. Uh a little over three hours uh from now. I'm no fan of the early broadcasts. Anything else? Uh so any folks have any thoughts they want to get in briefly before we wrap up. They're spectating, that's fine too. Don't know if people are on there. Uh, jobs out and about doing whatever on a early Friday morning, certainly early uh, from my perspective in terms of broadcast time. Uh, I hope folks are having constructive, safe day. Maybe get out, get some sunshine, stay hydrated. Uh, we'll be here for the compensatory call-in Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, and then we'll be here on Monday, still representing for Team chicago uh looking forward to my pamela evans harris all the folks but that'll be monday so active uh for our june and we'll be back today second program neutralizing workplace racism as usual hopefully uh constructive for folks uh tuning in either live or the archives uh getting the extra depth i will say it's always uh how shall I say, Uh, informative, uh, talking to folks different side of the universe, just hearing their understanding of uh, racism. Uh, And then the racial classification component always. That's why we start asking. There might be some programs occasionally where I don't ask immediately definition of white supremacy, racism, but we generally get to that pretty quick. Are we talking to a white person, non-white person? I think we had Lauren ask, uh, for Dr. Langman this uh, this week but that is so uh, crucial uh, and then even to get some of Dr. Fatala's explaining in terms of her racial classification and some of the questions and probes that she get and even mistreatment she said they, you know, <laughs> mistreat her at the airport and all the rest of it uh, but that is always fascinating global system, nowhere to run and even what she talked about where individuals, I suspect racists come up and do all this questioning and inquiring what are you, who are you, That not ignorant gotta be informed about racism and those racial classifications specifically so i can know am i supposed to be mistreating you you're a negro right okay make sure we're clarified on that sort of thing um but that and then can't say enough uh the fandom uh where she talked about this is a new genre she said where this is just kind of beginning and this being something i guess serious in the academy uh, and She said that she's the only non-white person that is so common, particularly for for like uh, art. Uh, I, history is another one, although that has certainly been uh, what they would call diversified or more inclusive, I would say especially over the last 60 years or so. But even still, uh, and there are a lot of other genres that are very dominant with white people. Uh, which means that there will be very little influence or very little counter racist perspective or even opportunity for any of that uh, to happen. Uh, So they can just lay this whole foundation out really for a genre that is a lot of individuals who are classified as white. And in just looking at a lot of white killers and even, even within that it's a lot of white killers who killed black people. As I said, Dylan Roof, Uh, Has some of these people who are fans and make songs and all of that Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer we already you know have talked about him Mr. Fuller and even remembering Neely Fuller Jr. said if he had to pick a person to be the essence what is the system of white supremacy racism about if he had to identify one specific individual classified as white and say bang this is the essence of what all of this is about. He said, I would pick Jeffrey Dahmer. Dr. Fatala wrote about a group of middle-aged, I submit, white women. Oh, that's on TV. We could watch that if you want to. They call it dark tourism. Let's say group of middle-aged white women go and get some sort of sexual arousal from Jeffrey Dahmer who again killing non-killing raping eating non-white children what does it mean to be white that he has a fan club and a hit netflix series and was beloved by the Columbine duo. Cowards, all of them. Let's see. Uh, 1159. Did you have commentary? You should be with us. 1159.
0: Greetings, Gus and everyone listening. Uh, When you and the guests were um, talking about um, the sexual gratification that um, people receive from consuming this um, morbid content involving um, serial killers and mass shooters uh, it reminded me of um, the white uh, maniac terrorist T.J. Lane who was responsible for the uh, 2012 in High School shooting uh, during like um, the end of his trial he, he said to the court the hand that pulled the trigger that killed your son now masturbates to the memory." F all of you. He didn't say F. He said the actual F bomb. but I'm not gonna curse on your on your show. But yeah, this is, this is um not only the um fans, fanatics of these people receive sexual gratification. I I feel like some of these uh murderers obviously um do receive the same thing, like, sexual pleasure from um, committing vile acts of evil of violence. And that's just possibly um, the the nature of the Yuruu, or or maybe they are taught to behave this way from
3: um, from birth. But um, yeah, I'll be my line there. Fascinating. Tj Lane is mentioned in a different report that I grabbed literally just this morning because I was looking at the. I don't want to use the term whiteness, but I'm struggling. I'll use that just so I don't have to waste all this air time. But the whiteness, meaning the predominant number of individuals classified as white. felt like that was a lot to say when I could just say the whiteness. And Anyway, um, but the overwhelming number of white people who are involved in all of this worship of these people. I was looking, doing more research on that and a different report that I found, it mentions T.J. Lane and Columbine. I'll give a tad bit of what it says. It says, uh... The best thing to happen to mass murder since Manson, serial killer celebrity culture. Tate Langdon, affectionately known as T.J., has in three years since American Horror Story Murder House been adopted into what is termed as the True Crime Community TCC on the microblogging social media website Tumblr. In this section, I will examine the fan practices of the community, specifically their repurposing of material on on the Columbine shooters into fan products and discuss how Tate Langdon as an archetypal twisted dream boy is consumed by this community as a cultural product often alongside real-life killers within the tcc on tumblr posts are made that usually fall somewhere between two diametric opposites at one extreme many users will construct careful and sober analyses of serial killers their crimes and their trials in a language reminiscent of scholarly articles at the same at the other extreme Some users utilize the website to display their affection for the same serial killers. For example, one user named a malicious joy world reblogged a video of James Holmes, the perpetrator of the 2012 Aurora Theater shooting, Colorado, in which 12 people were killed, and included the hashtag, this shit is like porn to me, in quotes. Although it is possible to discern what could be termed as serial killer fandoms before the internet, one place for individuals to come together to discuss an interest in true crime is on Tumblr, where users can both share content known as reblogging and upload their own original content for others to reblog from them. On Tumblr, new legions of individuals can, by navigating the website's hashtags, come together to discuss true crime cases in a place where... As Hess disparagingly remarks, Ted Bundy's cardigans and Richard Ramirez's cheekbones reach a new audience. These older celebrity serial killers have been joined recently by newer faces such as Dylan Roof, James Holmes, and TJ Lane, with individuals often referring to themselves as Roofies, Homies, and Laniacs respectively. Eric Harris and Dylan Theobald are also included with their fandom name being Columbiners. And I'll stop there. But yeah, that's throughout. Let me see. I'll make sure I give out which episode is this in case people want to watch where they talk about the uh, eroticism around Jeffrey Dahmer. Let's see. That's from our guest, Dr. Fatala with Dahmer, so this is from Dark Tourism (laughs) they got these old ridiculous nay, if that was someone classified as white I would have told them that that's an act of racism uh, because you've already thought about this even if they hadn't, you see the logic of this is a form of white supremacy, racism to even use this sort of terminology where everything, it's in the word guide everything, heinous and vile is associated with blackness and or black people both generally why is that let's move away from that and for reals let's make sure we interrogate the fact that hey it is a lot of white people going out and doing this okay so for the Dahmer. okay here we go so this is from the dark tourist season one I don't know what that is I've never seen this show before or you know what have you but I guess if people want to do recent reading is more important than watching television you can read who is this Sam little dude and you know his crimes and all that how he you know was able to kill all these folks go undetected for all of this time Uh, okay I do see it so this is a Netflix so this I guess is they have some sort of show on Netflix called dark tourist. I don't know how many seasons that they have, but uh, I guess during the first season they did do uh Jeffrey Dahmer's uh house. They met the woman who defended him in court. I don't What does it mean to be white? I'm not really sure what else to say. Um Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say <laughs> to make this. What does it mean to be white? This would be another one where I would I would question too. So if Jeffrey Dahmer had been raping and killing and eating white children, would this be, oh, yes, we need to go to his house and meet the people who defended him and all the. Would this, I don't know. I'm not... They do make celebrities out of a lot of white killers, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, folks want to check that out on Netflix. Dark tourist. Dark tourist. Should be white. And I mean, again, who's in this one? If you do watch, I suspect it's mostly white people. You can let us know. Do you see? Uh, if they go. I think they go to uh, New Orleans in that same episode. Do you see people that look like Lil Wayne? Some of the folks uh, who passed away, Wenton Marsalis, him and some of his cousins, had problems in Katrina, mentioned them already. Maybe that might be there, too. Like, oh, my God, they might be doing contemporary things. But that is well documented. In fact, I'll double check, make sure nobody else has comments they want to get in. I'll make sure I include that because there was uh, I think they might have used the same language. uh, Right. And I mean, this was literally right after the storm. Uh, Let's see. Disaster tourism, I think that was it. Let's see. I would like to. This is one of those. I'd have to see if I can go back to get. Oh my! Look at this. Echo disaster tourism in the wake of Katrina. They got all kinds of uh, scholarly articles because I remember it was that bad. This is even before the cows uh, existed, uh, but there was there were like whole tour buses. Uh, And what have you, where and I suspect it would be the same sort of. Oh, this is a whole report, they got a whole report. Uh, Let's see, just trying to see if there's anything quick. Yeah, it's too long, but it's (laughs) literally they had whole tour buses. Oh my god, let's look and go see where they looted. Oh my goodness. Oh, they didn't even clean up. Oh, look, the floodwaters. I said, let's get out and take pictures. They would drive by houses that have been devastated. Black people there, like I said, no electricity, no running water. What are we going to do? Looters. Let's tell them smile, looters. Smile for us, looters. And then call that dark tourism. The report, you can download it for free. Viewing the Wreckage Echo Disaster Tourism. In the wake of Katrina. I think they did some of the same thing with the uh, earthquake in Haiti. Is that 2010? Unless my memory is bad. They did the same type of thing. Like, oh my God, you have never seen Negroes suffering. Oh, oh, devastating. Oh, oh. Anyway, uh, folks good. We'll be back three hours, basically. Damn, we'll assume folks are satisfied, much obliged folks who tuned in live hope it was something constructive at least uh, to think about be mindful, hearing these white folks, job, school, other places where they are rejoicing knowledgeable, got books on old Ted Bundy and Ted Kaczynski and Charles Manson and all the rest of it, I didn't even know about T.J. Lane until uh, today, but yeah, that. <laughs> That's just another aspect of white supremacy, racism, celebrating violence. Again, that is exactly why Mr. Fuller has maximum emergency compensatory action, because this is to get out of the business of celebrating, cheering, killing. That is white supremacy culture through and through. Much obliged. Sobriety would be best. Man, sobriety would be best. Creator, we ask that you help us remain patient with other black people, victims of white supremacy. We ask that you help us remain patient with ourselves. Remind us to demonstrate the highest levels of black self-respect at all times, in all places, each and every time we are in contact with another black person. It has been time. Replace white supremacy with justice immediately. Cow signing out. Thanks all for tuning in. Nigga, you so brainwashed. I'm a victim, you're brother. Problem. You're a victim. I'm up. a victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my condition. Mm-hmm.